So we are going to try something a little bit different today. We are doing a wheel and trigger top 10 list. And I've got my man Lucas Loring in the house. So I hope you guys can all enjoy this. There might be a little bit of uh, feelings hurt. There might be some laughs. There might be some woes. But um, yeah, check it out. This is episode number eight with my man Lucas Loring, Captain Ahab, top 10 with a little bit of jibber jabber in between Wheel and Trigger, episode number eight. This is the first of what will more than likely be plenty of minty. Maybe. I might completely suck and I'll never be on here again. You might suck and just say, I don't want to be on there because I suck. There's a reason I edit my videos so heavily. (laughs) (laughs) Prior to uh, starting this video, the first thing Lucas says is, I'm going to make you have to edit this video a lot. Something like that. So I'm Brent Densford. This is Wheel and Trigger, and this is Lucas Loring, or better known as Captain Ahab. Yep. Yep. That's the pilot right. of the White Whale, Captain America, Lieutenant Lucas. All kinds of names. Lucas doesn't know how to party. Probably the best one. It's the best name, but it's, a, it's because it's a lie. It wouldn't even be funny if it was. It's not false news. This is not CNN. This is direct from the source. I'm telling you, Lucas does not know how to party. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, this episode's going to be a little bit different than our normal ones because it's going to have a little bit of uh, uh, spice at the end. We're going to do our first top ten list. So, we'll let let that kind of simmer now that people know what we're doing. And... uh, just kind of have a little, you know, chit-chat. You know, a lot of people don't know this. We don't see each other very much. Nope. We don't even barely talk that much. <laughs> we we spend, <laughs> a day. You spend 50 hours a week in the shop, yet you see me probably an hour a week. Yeah. Total of me going back and forth. Yep. And so, this is probably the longest conversation we've had besides maybe traveling to a big race. Yeah. I mean, because we're working yep. all the damn time and. Our conversations are limited to what we need to get done and all the stuff. Lucas works at Beach RC. He's been with me for, oh, five, six years now, I think. At least six. The six. I'd say. It's right at six. I, I looked it up at the first year. It's right, just over five, right at six. So, um, yeah, your tenure here has been pretty good. You've developed quite the name for yourself with the, the racers, and especially in the southeast. Uh, we need to get you out west. I think people need to experience uh, Lucas on the west side of the world. I'm ready to fly now that there's no mask mandate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there. <laughs> I wanted to take Lucas to uh, DNC last year or Silver State a couple years ago, and he's like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame you. I'm, I'm, I don't even like why I'm, I don't want to be on a plane for five or six hours, yet alone wear a mask on a plane for five or six hours. Yeah. Well, it's like three. To California? Three and a half. Yeah. Really? Maybe four. Regardless, wearing a mask during that time sucked. I mean, it it did, but 
to fly, we had to do it. Oh, wait. Is DNC? Yeah, it's in California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's over at uh, Joey's track. This year and last year, he, he had bought the, uh, or leased the land at that fairgrounds. And it's really rad. I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Last year was kind of miserable. It's mm-hmm. cold. Um, you don't think California, like when you think California, you think like sunny and waves and no it, rain. It's a desert. Yeah, but it gets cold. Mm-hmm. Well, and desert's windy. gonna get cold at night. You know, usually there's no clouds to hold in the moisture, which will let out all the heat. Yeah, it's a desert. I didn't know that he was a meteorologist too, Robert. <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know we had Ed Pietrowski in here. <laughs> Jack of all trades, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Man, we need to start. Uh, <laughs> we need to start up uh, the PHRC meteorologist service. It'll be. I, we can't get it wrong. No. Hey. If you do, it doesn't matter. No one can be mad. (laughs) It's either going to rain today or it's not. (laughs) Probably my favorite thing is there's a 20% chance of rain. And in the back of my head, it's every day. Every day. Like you don't even need that. That should just stay on the weather app. Meteorologist. What a great job, right? Yeah. We missed our calling. Yeah. Can you imagine? Being able to go to work and be wrong and get paid for it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, nah. I wouldn't want to do that job. I wouldn't either. But Or be a reporter or anybody, in, like, you know, in that field. Way too corporate. You got to look some way. Well, the problem is we need more people that have integrity to do it anyways. A meteorologist? Well, you just said reporter. <laughs> I was just saying, you know, Channel 5 News. I'm here today. <laughs> yes. Oh, let me speak to you. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Couldn't do that job. We need to get you. Uh, you need to use that voice doing some of your videos. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so what? speaking of videos, the, the last one that you did, the documentary, probably some of your best work. I mean, you've done some great work over the last year, but. Oh, definitely my best work. Definitely. Some really, really great shots, really great editing. Um, I think the content you added in the voiceover was very interesting you know it, it made for good watching so you know what what inspired you to take on a 30-minute documentary uh I, I just always wanted to do a documentary you know um i, I like documentaries <laughs> so you know you tend to want to make what you want to watch or i do anyways sure. typically that's what i've always done it's more like i want to make what i want to watch if i make my colors too bright or whatever I, it's kind of I want to see it that way, you know, um, or I, maybe I'm in the mood for something that just pops out at me or with the, uh, with the fall brawl do- documentary, I kind of wanted to go like a different color scheme, just kind of make it look like what I saw at the event, you know, like it was always kind of, it was either real sunny or it was real cloudy. Sun would be in your face sometimes. Um, so I just wanted to kind of capture it that. So maybe the look of the video was a little darker than what most of my videos have been. I feel like a lot of my videos were been kind of bright and poppy. But um, so, you know, I just, I just, I like documentaries. I always want to make one. And I do the RC videos as much as I can, you know. Um, and uh, 5150 or come drive with us. Yeah, come drive with us. Um, those are freaking awesome videos best videos in rc i mean no one's done it like that before or after in my opinion or Corey drachenberg i think his name is mm-hmm. um 
dude's amazing. He made amazing content. And the the crazy thing about it, you go look at his videos and some of his best videos still six years later have like 50,000 views, you know? So it's not like, not like a, even the best work isn't going to go gangbuster on YouTube. It's just, you know, it's just not, you know, Yeah. but it's amazing work. You know, if you ever watch those, his documentaries are like an hour long. I just imagine the amount of work he puts into them with probably four months, five months. It might take him to do it. Um, but the final product didn't really pay off for him. I can imagine, or he'd still be doing it. Um, his final product was freaking amazing. And who, and there's definitely a hole in our industry for content like that. Cause not very many people are doing it Yeah, that I know of. Yeah, <clears throat> not sure. on not on YouTube that I'm that I'm seeing, but I guess I don't see everything. But I just thought there was a, a you know, spot for it, and figure I'd give it a shot. And I, uh, I knew it was gonna be hard, but it was it was way harder than I expected for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of took a piece forget. of my soul from me. Yeah, you came <laughs> in one day where you texted. I can't remember if it was in work or you texted me and you're like, "Bro, the juice ain't worth the squeeze." Like, <laughs> I get it. I mean, I I remember you telling me like, "I'm gonna do a documentary," and I I remember I I've dealt with that with my dad in the past, and then we've had a little bit back in my past when we we're doing ice races, and I've never obviously attempted anything like that, nor do I really have any desire to. But I knew I was like, man, you he's biting off a little bit right there. That's that's something. But you you delivered. I mean, it was 30, 30 plus minutes, but you delivered. It was it wasn't like no matter if you faked it to make it or however you did it, it, it was good. It fit good together. And probably one of my favorite lines of the videos in the video number one when you, when you did uh, when you had the the tractor on blocks and you're like and all the meanwhile no one noticed that someone stole the tires off the t- yeah <laughs> I'm like oh man where did you come up with this stuff you know it's hilarious yeah um, I was ho- I was hoping to have a few more funny parts in there but it just didn't didn't happen you know um, well, well the girls so. The fact that you follow around those three, the David and both the uh, Mad Miley and Mad Maddie and Mad Maddie and Mighty Miley, Mighty Miley my bad. And uh, you know that David had a little bit of speaking, but the girls really didn't have a big role in it. You, you know, you followed them around. They're young, mm-hmm. just not really outgoing right now. You know, hopefully it's they'll real come shy out in front show. of the camera. Yeah, so they'll, they'll come around. They'll take yeah exactly, and and this is not a knock on them, but it'll take some time. And those following them around again in a year might be completely different. Oh yeah. You know, they're hopefully this year, cause they're both kicking some major, butt. Mm-hmm. um, they'll come out of their shell a little bit, but uh, it's Lucas. I mean, um, Keenan said it really good the other day. He was talking about how it was really good to see not the top of the top followed around. Not that right. we don't want to see that, you know, right. as, but as RC enthusiasts they always get followed around. If, if anyone's following, who are they following? The, the top creme de la creme. Right. You know, so they get they get all the exposure in the world. If there is exposure out there, and I wouldn't say there's a whole lot, honestly, but if people are taking pictures, taking pictures of the pros, if, you know, they're talking about people on a podcast, they're talking about the pros. Right. You know, the video, probably video in a pro, or you're doing a vlog or something. Right. Um, it's a good point. I mean, we, we lack, if are we really... We all talk about trying to grow the the hobby. We mm-hmm. all talk about trying to get more people into it. 
and we show a very almost unobtainable level of RC in pictures and video and everything. Yep. And uh, I think the truth is in what you're what you were showcasing. I'm not saying that you, sh- especially you, shouldn't follow around some of those guys that you know some of your future video endeavors but if if they're lucky i might one day but for right now i'm focused on the the, uh you know the the real heart of the sport which is is the future yeah we got to find a way to keep these kids in yeah um there's so much temptation once you hit about 15 to 18 to experience the rest of life and when you're a hardcore racer going every weekend to big events club racing doing whatever the the people who aspire to be pros they're going almost every weekend and when, when that choice comes around to go drive and hang out with the boys or go spend another grueling weekend, they have to have some kind of incentive, you know? Um, so getting behind them, doing whatever you can do, taking care of these young kids now, then we might have some pros in the future. But uh, it, if you look at this pros, man, half of them are in their 30s, you know? Yeah. They're, like the young kids are – they're chipping at it, but, you know, there's not a whole lot of young kids coming up, honestly. You know, there's, what, a couple handfuls that we can even talk about. Yeah, I think it's going to be – well, I mean, I I can't really speak too much of, like, what it was like back when Mayfield and Cab and them were racing at that age. <clears throat> I wasn't following it like this. I was their age almost, you know. I was just a little bit older. So, for me, it, I don't really know what it was like. Was Were they – obviously, there was the – the, the Mark Francis and these, or Matt Francis and these, these other guys that were at the top. And then, you know, you start seeing these other kids knocking them off and then here they are. Now they're up here, yep. you know, they're starting to get knocked off like fee at the TNR challenge last weekend. Um, one E truggy finished third or second in nitro truggy, you know, like against all of them. Yep. And in, we're going to see those kids. They're, they're always going to be there. But like you said, fee's only, 10 or 11. He's going to be there for a while because he's so young. Right. But, but when he gets to that 17, 18 years old, does he start going out and hanging out with the car clubs? You know, does he, you know, chase women? You know what? That's the problem is they've done it so heavy at such a young age. They know nothing else when they finally get a taste of that. Of life. Outside. Can, right. can you keep them in? So, yeah, you know, fees fees kind of, he's, he's a... Uh, an anomaly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going to be a typical story, you know, just because of his upbringing and everything, you know, uh, the, their family does their thing, they're, they're, the way they do, and they're developing fee the way they're developing him. And, uh, you know, he's probably not going to be some kid that's 17 that goes out and parties. <laughs> no. You know, he's probably going to be in it to win it. Um, I don't see their family going anywhere. He's he's probably going to stick around, but you, you never know. You just never once know. you hit, you know, sixteen to eighteen, or just get a piece of life in general. You know, well, I can think of three that we watched here that probably could be at the top right now had they stuck with it, and yep. that's uh, Griffin Hanna, yep, John Michael McGinney, yep, and Barry Pettit. Mm-hmm. Those three had all the potential that I see today out there. And even we can go back a little bit, you know, in the younger of, you know, uh, Landon and, uh, mm-hmm. Jackson, 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 Camden. Yeah. I mean, these David, these kids, David the difference with David right now is he's, he's at that age 
<clears throat> and he still has the drive to pursue RC. Mm-hmm. Um, of of all these kids, he, he seems like he wants it the most, or he's him and his dad are going to give it a shot until you know they either make it or they don't. But they're going to realize, you know, when it's time. I don't think they're going to keep pushing past when they realize whether they're going to make it or if they don't, then they're probably going to move on to whatever life. But I think David is probably going to try the hardest right now in our area to attempt to be a professional. Yeah. So getting behind <clears throat> him, encouraging the girls to keep going with it, you know, probably hard being a girl in this hobby, especially at that age. And, you know, they're going, they're not far from reaching 15, 16 too, you know, yeah, uh, a couple years away. It's just, Got to find some way to keep these kids uh, going in the hobby. Um, so why not give them exposure and 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 maybe other people want to get behind them, or maybe they'll find more joy in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, um, I, I know your video resonated with a lot of people because I got text messages like Lance McDonald, like, dude, Lucas's videos are fire. You know, it it was multiple text messages. Obviously, the the comments and views. You know, we don't have a huge channel. And it's growing and you've done an amazing job at growing it. But, you know, just we have a lot of interaction just on the little bit that we do have. And yep. it's, it's great, you know. Um, so it, it, it definitely has justified what you did, the time you put in and, and whatnot. I think that it'll, that's something that's ingrained and it will last for a long time. You know, you, you, you kind of made a mark that's now there forever. And that's uh, I'm proud of you. It was a good one. I, I thought you did really good. Thank you. If you, uh, if anyone that's been to Masters of Dirt or or anywhere the white whale has been, you'll know that Lucas uh, he doesn't drink water. <laughs> I do drink water. <laughs> this is like ninety five percent water. <laughs> okay, so he's talking about mountain water, and he's, he is drinking mountain water. Can get hydrated from coffee as well. So <laughs> I drink water all day. Coffee, coffee and beer. beer. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So what do you think right now is the state of RC while we're talking about not not just like RC, the, the drivers? Well, well, let's talk racing. Like what, in your opinion, because your opinion is just that. It's just your opinion. Yep. What What is your opinion on where racing is at today? I think it's much smaller than we want to believe. I think I think our community is probably seven to ten thousand strong in the whole united states you think it's even that much i'm i don't know i don't even know if it's that big but yeah i'm saying definitely like probably people who race at least once a month regularly probably yeah under ten thousand you know i i, I always hear keen talk about how we can grow it and make it more mainstream uh and that's you know kind of the goal it I don't think that's a goal of a whole lot of people, but the people who are invested, it is the goal to grow this uh, sport. Um, but man, it's, you know, I just don't know if RC racing is, is mainstream or it could ever be mainstream, not the way we do it today, you know? Um, and it's, it's such a niche within a niche, you know? Yeah. Um, RC rate or RC cars, it's cool. Most people know what RC cars are. And, you know, I'd say one out of 10 people probably have a, had a Traxxas at one point in time or another, uh, at least played with one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's as far as most people will ever, ever take it. 
racing off-road, eight scale, 10 scale. It's a small little sport hobby. Um, and it's just not something that's real spectator friendly. Um, so, you know, I think we should just like love it and enjoy it the way it is. Um, and you know, obviously you want to grow it by getting more people in because people are always leaving the hobby. So you want to, if, if you're not growing, it's probably dying, you know? Yeah. But, um, to expect it to be on TV, have its own reality show or something. I don't know. Maybe a reality show might work, <laughs> but you know, just to watch it on Mav TV on a regular basis, it might happen. I don't know how successful that that one uh, the visions race. Yeah, the visions race was how how well it did on Mav TV. It yeah, like I haven't it seen got a numbers yet. Nice bit of views on maybe YouTube, um, but I don't know. It's just you know, it's it's just not mainstream. I don't I don't think it's going to be. I think it's just going to we're going to be seeing pretty much the same stuff we see. Today, five years from now, as long as, you know, nothing gets banned like Nitro or something. Um, Which is always a fucking possibility in this world, especially with the current administration trying to clamp down on the environment and everything. It'll be all e-buggy before you know it. It's probably going to be all e-buggy within 10 years anyways. Well, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, do you think how how long are combustion engines going to hang around? Forever. Maybe forever. I mean, they, they'll never get rid of a combustion engine, even though that they'll try and they'll incentivize combustion or electric over combustion. They, it's just, it's not feasible. I don't think it happens. I don't know. Find out with that one. Not in our lifetime, but so state of RC, I think it's, or RC racing. I think it's strong, you know, like comparatively to years past, it's probably just as strong as it's ever been. You know, it seems like the big races break records. Club racing might be kind of down, but, you know, I'm sure some tracks are really successful at club racing. Some are not. But there's so many tracks. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's enough to support the tracks for the people to keep on putting on races. Might not have huge club turnouts, but the track owners aren't shutting them down. I mean, a lot less today than when 10 years ago when we opened up HRC, it was like every other month it was a new track shutting down and a new one opening up somewhere. You know, so I think right now sustainability is pretty good, but I I think you're right. Club racing is probably, well, you know, the barn just announced they should, they're shutting down. Yeah. Um, and that guy who built it, he had to put $150,000 in that thing. Mm. I mean, just, he dropped, he did it right. Um, like everything construction wise. That was that new one in Georgia, right? Yeah. Uh, Oh shit. I mean, he, he did it right. Like, if you're going to go and just build a facility. I remember that. He did it right. It was didn't amazing. Chris Van Ayer, he did all the electrical for yep. that one, right? That's yep. the one. Yep. You went there one time for yep. with the whale, right? We could ju- yep. You could see, like, the, the electrical wiring, the water pipes. Everything was just beautiful. And it, he did it, like, an, in one shot. You know what I'm saying? He didn't, like, this year I'm going to build this. Uh, he's just like... Boom, here's a whole bunch of money. Build this. Did they say, is, is it announced why he's shutting it down? I don't or? know. I just barely saw it on, on Facebook. Well, you but. know, because I saw somebody post that, like D-Nice or something like that, mm-hmm. um, posted that. Um, shout out, Kyosho, D-Nice. D-Nice. Um, he, I saw him post that, but in the back of my mind, I thought he was talking about the other track, which I think now is the farm. Or it was something, it was an indoor track in 
North Carolina that just shut down not too long ago. The warehouse. It was the warehouse. Mm. So the warehouse shut down, and then now that one. Yeah. So one indoor, one one outdoor, a really nice outdoor, you say. I ain't been there yet and not going to make it, looks like. Um, man, that sucks. I, I hate to hear that. And, you know. So what are you going to do with that thing that he built, you know? I don't, like, unless someone buys I mean, was it on his land? I think he leased it. I mean, that could be a part of it, too. Something gone south. Well, they had to race on Sundays because uh, they got a uh, go-kart track there. Oh, that's that place. Right? Yeah, on-road track. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. They definitely, you know, the the go karts were priority, but I don't know, man. <laughs> you know that 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 brings up a you know a really big point that I try to tell people. I've been asked multiple times from the time I opened up, "What I want to open up a track? What do I need to do? Or I want to open up a hobby shop? What you know? Do you have any advice?" And I I had like a little bit of advice. You probably have heard me say it a thousand times first thing to do is run yeah don't. <laughs> just don't do it that's my advice don't do it don't. but however I, I would never tell someone not to follow their dreams because that's what i did right. um my advice is it has to be your number one focus this can't be a second job if you if you make it your second job two things are going to happen one you're going to neglect it because you're not putting enough time into it because you have to make money and making money is your first job or what your first business whatever you have and number two, you're going to hate the hobby. You're going to end up resenting it because even though there's a lot of, I mean, probably eight out of 10 of the, your customers are going to be people you love and, and you, you, you want, you want rapport with, you want them to keep coming back. There's always a one or two that piss you off so bad that you just hate it. You hate it to a point of not even wanting to be there, you know, not wanting to put on races, whatever. So anybody that is listening to this or have ever thought about opening up a shop, that's my advice. And this might get brought up in a future podcast. I might even talk about this just specifically on one podcast, but do your research, make sure that you're okay with hating the hobby after you started it. And it has to be your number one gig because unless you've got someone to run it and willing to pay them, whatever it costs to make sure someone that's invested in it, it's going to run it right. You're just up, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle and it's not, I, mean, I didn't, I made this my one and only. So for me, it was easy. I came into work every day trying to do better, trying to make more money or try to get more business. It was easy for me, but I love it. And that's what I want to do. You can't make it your second business. Can't be a hobby business. No. People, you know what people always do? They always, they always want to open up a track for their kid. Oh yeah. They want it. They <laughs> want a place for their kid to race. Mm -hmm. And then they, they dump all that money into it. And then the next thing you know, they're like, I'm getting nothing out of it. We're closing this thing down. Mm -hmm. And they get a bunch of people pissed off at them because they think their kids favor, you know, getting favoritism. They think whatever, you know, mm -hmm. people are unruly when it comes to that. Yep. Owning a track. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a little bit of experience in building tracks. Yeah. Building tracks is cool. I like building tracks. Even when you got to do the same one three times in two days? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I was kind of sick of it at the end, but, you know, well, whatever. Well, once again, I've heard nothing but amazing praise for you guys and the team that we have that, that, that from RCGP to Fall Brawl, Master Dirt. I mean, what we did in October mm -hmm. will never be done again in the RC. I promise you today, <laughs> no one will ever take on what we did in the month of October. No way. Why would they? 
They're stupid if <laughs> they do, because we're stupid we, for doing it. I'm dumb. Yeah, we better never doing do it. that again. <laughs> we're never doing it again. Um, but it was all, everything was successful. I mean, the the RCGP count was down. That was kind of a, a bummer and a yeah, blow. It was a bummer. I think the weather probably took 20 people, you know, and that's a limited capped entry thing. But the track was great after we got it done. The racing was good. Like, all that part was good. Dixie went really good this year. Um, yep. You know, we just went straight boring for them, and, and they loved it. They loved you, know, you oval guys. You need a little bit of spice in your life. Mm. Let me, uh, you know, we'll work on that. We'll, we're going to throw something at you this year. I don't know what yet, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Turn right once in a while. <laughs> Give it a shot. It's all right. <laughs> but we, Oval guys, they came in with smiles on their faces this year. Um, the racing went really good. I, that was a success. I like the Oval guys. I always look forward to them coming in, or, you know, for, for Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Oval guys. They're once my, a year, though. <laughs> they're my people, and they know that. And I, I you know, it. Oval's a passion of mine, and that's why we do Dixie once a year. Because if it wasn't a passion of mine, we, there's no sense in changing the track and losing three weeks of off-road for it. You Dixie's know? awesome. I think I think it's a cool race. It's a really good race. It's a good change of pace. But then Masters this year was our best ever. Masters is awesome. I think Masters this year was probably the, I'm biased, oh, you know, full disclosure, but probably the best 10-scale off-road race I've ever been to. And it just was so smooth. Everyone was so happy. The what coverage was fucking amazing with Danny yeah, Paz and w awesome. WRC. Where, where, he, where did that guy come from? I don't know. I mean, he just a, popped out of nowhere like, what, two years ago? He he did like an, a couple events for Lance, and then boom. It was just like this Does Danny all Paz of Lance's guy. stuff. Or no, it was like, I think I first seen him do footage for the Carpet Championship. Mm -hmm. Was it? Was it last year or two, two years, years ago? Two years ago. That's where I it first saw it. really good. Yeah, and then, boom, he's just on the scene. I mean, so much so that now he's doing lifetime stuff. He did, um, he just did yep. uh, SIC. Yep. And um, he's doing. He helped out anyways. No, he did. He the did coverage. all of it. Yeah. Okay. And um, then, then he's, you know, he's got Lance's FRCC stuff. Yep. Uh, he, obviously, he's going to do Masters again this year. He's doing uh, the Florida Carpet Champs again. Um Fall brawl again, like he's you know he's going to be booked. He, he's so good, and he's a one man show. I think you said it in one of your videos uh, at the. Uh, he's just amazing yeah. for what he's doing, and and the man. If if you guys want to book somebody, if you're a track and you want to book somebody, look into Danny Paz Danny WRCE. He's on Facebook. I recommend it 100. percent Lance McDonald will recommend it. Um, right now, there's really no one better. He does the job of what live rc would send three people in to do by himself 100 percent, dude's, dude's awesome like it's amazing no trailer if anything we all need to be careful that they don't try to hire him out from under us the people that utilize him and turn it into where he's now we got to pay triple <laughs> oh you'll probably have to pay more next year <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's he's an amazing guy and he does great work too yeah so. he's awesome shout out also Danny for uh I ripped off a little bit of his uh video footage for my documentary. <laughs> Fair use. <laughs> He's he had I, I've I've had him like I've been messaging him like I need this, I need to do that. You know, he's like, Yeah, 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 but he's so busy, it's hard to get stuff right now. So yeah, it's right. awesome. Good for him. Yeah, well, he's hopefully good. he's making money. 
Yeah. Well, he's staying busy. I'd imagine he's getting what he wants because he's staying busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's awesome. If you're not getting paid what you need to get paid, most of the time you just stay home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can get paid that much sitting on the couch, you know, doing something, video editing or something like that, you know, versus traveling, getting out in the elements and mm. all day. That fall raw, I mean, dude was up in that freaking little canopy up underneath the on the driver's stand like trying to stay warm with a heater while he's in there doing all the video switching and editing and stuff like that i mean he's yep. a he's a manimal yep dang he's badass so uh shit so what do you think about rc no actually what do you think uh what do you think about masters of dirt from where it started and where it's where it's gone Man, because I remember meeting you. You don't remember meeting me. Bullshit. No, I know exactly when All I right. met you. Uh, when I came into the shop. Yep. Okay. So I was going to ask you, and I will, if you don't bring it up in this, but go ahead. Oh, so uh, you know, I re- I remember coming into the shop, and you know, you had like two or three kits. You know, nothing in there. That thing was just sparse. It was the first time I got introduced to any of it. Any of the uh, RC side of stuff, walk in, your shop's just, you know, just just like it is today, but almost nothing in it. <laughs> Bare as can be. We had just moved Couple in, kits. Yeah, yeah, we had just moved into the new probably shop. Probably like a month or two. Yeah. I mean, it was real quick. Um, and then, so, as I'm picking your brain, I, I'm like, uh, you're telling me about your race. And I'm, I'm like, so what do you do if it's a big race? You got to, like, pay drivers to come in. You know, do you got I'm plane tick or whatever? He's like, no, man, I just I grow it. I'm going to grow it organically. I was like, are you, you're like, uh, uh, I'm not paying anybody to come here. You know, if they want to come and race, they can come race. If not, I'm just going gonna, gonna to grow it organically, you know. And what was your first entry for that? Your first, your first master's? I think it was 175, 180-ish. That's pretty good first race. Yeah. Um, it was much anticipated, though, because we had just, you know, there wasn't like, there wasn't a shop like ours attract that size indoor on the east coast anymore okay you know at that point speed rc hadn't opened up yet all the other tracks were small you know i moved from a very small track into that one so like we had just became like the biggest track on the east coast indoor at that point i mean space coast was still dirt which is now beach line um but their last race was that year as, as dirt uh, they had the Roar Nationals, and they closed down right after that. And then the guy from down there, Stormer Hobbies or whatever, um, the, whatever Robbie's old business was, he opened, he, he bought it and turned it into Beachline. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you you hit it on the head. My my thing was, there's no way I'm paying anybody to come to this race. If you want to come, you're going to want to come because you want to come to this race. The goal was always to make it more than a race. It was always to give back, to always make it more fun, make it about the racers, but also make it a social event. I think it's it's come full circle. It's done exactly what I wanted. Um, the last three or four years has been really good. The last two or three have been just amazing. Mm-hmm. The, you know, we're, we're only lacking really two drivers that haven't come to that race yet in the United States that are – of the caliber you want at those big events. And that's Mayfield and, and uh, Tessman. 
everybody else comes to that race annually. Yeah, Mayfield don't tend skill barely. Yeah, but he, yeah, he doesn't, and he was going to come this last year from what he told me, and uh, something came up where he couldn't. And Tessman, I don't know. It's Tessman. Tessman and Gord, I, I don't know why Ty and Gord won't come to that race. You know, I think you guys are making a big mistake by not coming. Maybe they don't know how to party. Well, I guarantee you they don't know how to party. Well, there you go. However, they do know how to race, and it is the biggest race at the end of the year. It actually starts indoor season, really. It's at the end of the outdoor season. It's The track's good. They've been here to race the INS. I don't know why they don't come to try and sell cars, show support. I've even offered for them to come and do a clinic afterwards, you know, but I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to pay. And that goes back to what you said from when we first met. So let's talk about when we first met. All right. You've come a long way from the time you walked in my shop. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to buy, you ordered it from tower. Well, I wanted it ready to run. Yeah. (laughs) And you didn't have it. I didn't have it. You you ended up ordering from tower, a Duratrax. Duratrax, piece of shit. What was the, it's not an invader because that was like their, their short course I truck. I can't remember what it was called. I, I couldn't so anyway, it. a Duratrax A-Scale, yep. ready to run. And I remember telling you, it's like, man, we don't have parts for that. You, you're going to want to get something that we have parts for and that maybe you could race. Yep. And even at the time, like the Heaton boys were out there at the Badlands running Losi 810s while everybody else was on like Losi 8 2.0s. So, you know, there was that step of, People weren't really fully racing. There was a group of us that all had race cars, and then there was the guys like you and the Heatons and a couple other guys that were kind of like in those stepping stone cars. Mm-hmm. But how many times did, did you or your girlfriend at the time come in wanting parts for that thing? I mean, it was just all the time. I knew I wasn't getting parts for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we'd come in, and I'd buy tires, or, or I'd buy a set of tires to last, like, forever. But, you know, I'd, I'd get consumables there, you know. Yeah. I, I'd spend as much money as I could there. Oh, I know. And, know, and then you, you didn't would... have parts for that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it served its purpose. Without that ready to run, I wouldn't have got into this. I couldn't. I couldn't do a kit to start off with. Sure, there's no way. At my financial point, you know, I was working, but I just didn't have that kind of money to, yeah. to drop. And I needed nitro. There's no way I was going to do an e buggy. You know, I wanted nitro because I needed to get the dirt bike experience i was crazy because you come from that like that's your background i almost bought a dirt bike i was i was uh i was talking to a guy about buying this dirt bike and then i was riding my motorcycle around town found badlands and god if there's god out there god said i'm not gonna have you on a dirt bike son (laughs) (laughs) you're too old (laughs) you have no business being on a dirt bike You got to know how to party to be on a dirt bike anyway. So, so. Yeah. So, so you did that. And then one of the, and then going back to like masters of dirt, Palmetto classic. <laughs> I remember you coming in with your GoPro. This is early GoPro days. Mm. Like what was your GoPro first GoPro three? A GoPro three. <laughs> and not only are you videoing, but you were awesome in the sense that no matter what, if we were calling for a volunteer marshal, you were jumping over the wall. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're going to let me marshal. Right. <laughs> And this what? is before you, you ever had a, you didn't ever have a 10 scale car, you know? So like at that point you were just a scale only, which, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you're 
working paycheck paycheck to survive, but also race when you can. You know, your girlfriend at the time was helping you out. You guys were, you know, she was your pit girl, and it was awesome. I mean, I I, I remember you guys out at the track. You camped at the track. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we drank at the track. You know, yeah. we raced at the track. It was just, and, and that's what the track should be, Horry County. <laughs> we shouldn't have to worry about not having fun in a public area that's made for fun. Yeah. But whatever. Um, but, yeah, so, like, your, your story – you know, you came from a very humble beginning in the RC world. Like, you weren't, like, buy the best of everything. You you know, you didn't just buy every car. You started off with that one car and, yep. then, and then grew it, which is great, you know. And I bought my first kit probably three months later at half price because it was an old kit, you know. It was brand new. You know, the low C, I guess the low C4 came out. I bought the low C3. You gave me a discount because it was half price. I was like, perfect, boom. I was like, I'm going to use this ready to run radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pull the receiver Two out. Two weeks later, I got this three $400 radio. <laughs> I had to hide it from my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times people have come, women or men have come into the shop? This is back when I used to have to work the register. They come in and be like, hey, can you uh, take that uh the price tag off of this or print a new one and put it on there or, or can you make me a receipt that says a different price? You know, <laughs> men are so devious. They do not want to show their women. I'm guilty, yeah. guilty, but we, <laughs> for whatever reason, we don't want to deal with the, the pain of you spent what on what? It's the guilt. It is guilt. <laughs> it's the guilt. You're like, I know I, I know I shouldn't be buying this. Sorry, babe. I it's, gotta have it. It's beanie weenies and rice for the week. I yeah, bought an RC pretty car. Much. <laughs> pretty much. Hey, you only live once. YOLO. YOLO. So, man, time flies. I, uh, so what, okay. So we're talking about races, and this year is, uh, Tent Scale Worlds. Tent Scale Worlds. But no, I was. I'm trying to think. What was this? The eighth annual Masters, or seventh? Eighth was eighth. Man, we're not even at ten yet. Eight years. Fuck. Nine. I was hoping this year would be like some kind of like marquee year. And nope. Fuck. Nope. It's gonna be another Masters. We gotta top top ourselves. It's Topping almost impossible. Ourselves. It's really hard to do every year. Like we keep doing it though. I know, but you know. When do we go? When do we digress? I know. <laughs> when do we just make like a flat track with like flat that, with jumps? Talk about rebuilding a track two times. Have you ever made a track that was flat with jumps? I would say till it up and do it again. Yeah. That ain't happening. No. What are we going to do for uh, Palmetto? Someone else needs to design a track. You know, I've never designed a track you yet. You should design a track. We'll build it. Yeah, design it. Exactly the way I want it. Sure. That's if you put it on paper with feet, you know, to this mark, this this base, we'll do it. That's exactly what we're looking for. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna mark a challenge right now for our subscribers, listeners to Wheel and Trigger. Uh oh. I need twenty five comments, not replies from myself, but twenty five comments for me to build or to design this year's Palmetto track. That's easy. Where? On YouTube? On YouTube. All right. 25 comments on YouTube. Brent must build track or design track, and then I'll design the track. That's easy. 
This will be posted by Monday. 25. So. 25. That's it. Jeez. Yeah. And then I'll reply to everybody. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Do, so the reason why I don't design tracks is because I, number one, I like people to get involved, which, you know, you're really good at designing tracks, but in the past I've had multiple people design tracks. I like the, mm-hmm. I like our community to get involved. I have to approve it. I mean, that's the only ca- caveat. It's like, I have to say yes or no, because I don't want junk. <laughs> The funny thing is, the one year that we we did the uh, Palmetto, where I did the contest online, <laughs> could have been better, but it wasn't bad. Just could have been better. Jay Amani, Jay Amani, it, it it was okay, and you probably won the social game on that one because. <laughs> but love you, man. He got but, all those girls on on Instagram that. You know, follow people. I think you can. And they only got one post. He's I'm pretty like, hey. sure you can buy Russian likes right now. So it's like pretty easy. He uses bots. <laughs> but yeah, I I, uh, I like to get people involved. And that's why I don't do them. It's not because I can't. It's just because I, I like people to f- have a sense of accomplishment and feel like they've done something to help with the, with the, with the events. Mm-hmm. Um I give them to you because you're good at it. You know, I know I don't have to worry at the end of the day. Once we, once we agree on a design, I'm comfortable. It's going to come out bitching. Yeah. And so, you know, you just got the knack for it. Some people do. I, I'm not a motocross. I don't come from that. I come from oval racing real easy. I can make an oval, just making it smooth. is hard. <laughs> yeah. That's, a hard that's part. the hard part. People would never know that it takes more time to build that oval track than it takes to build the master's track. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it is crazy. And a lot of people don't know how quick we've developed the, the process. Mm-hmm. I remember when the first I, my buddy Pete Funk, man, God bless your heart. The first track we ever built in this facility, two weeks. Wheelbarrow, wheelbarrows and shovels? Yes, after. <laughs> after, we, after we built it and then tearing shit down and rebuilding stuff because we were like, no, it's not smooth enough or... Come to find out, like after traveling the world, fuck, it was like baby butt smooth compared to what we go to. Yeah, right. But we didn't know that at the time. I was like, no, there's <laughs> grooves in it like this from the tamper, you right. know? I'm like, there's no way we're letting that ride. Let's till it up. <laughs> Two weeks. I mean, we were dead. And we, we had just got done building the entire shop. Um, I did it all on the backs of help from, the, from my customers and friends. You know, like it was, I couldn't have done it without them because... I, I, I had to sell my motorcycle to build that, sh- that shop. All my credit cards were fully maxed out. I needed help. I got a loan from an RC racer to help me pay for some of the, 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 the dirt work and the driver stand work. I was like, I need, I needed help. So well, you got a lot of help, didn't you? A yeah. ton. Yeah. Ton. A lot of people either helped you with labor or building or loaning some money. And yeah. I, take, I utilize, it takes, takes a village. To I utilize a lot of favors and, <laughs> and, and had to give a lot back in the past, but those are friends and, and those people still today are my friends. If they're still alive, there's a couple of them that aren't, you know, that passed, but it's, this industry is so hard because it's, it's thankless. The margins are low. It's hard to get a customer. It's hard to keep a customer. Racers have so many choices. Like, it's very, very difficult for people to stay. Like, you start thinking, like, RC excitement up in Massachusetts. You start thinking more RC in Aurora, Colorado. You start thinking, like, these pin- these pinnacle tracks around the country that have been around for 25, 30 years or more. 
they have had to work their ass off, have dedicated customers, people that are willing to help them because they're not making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't sell in volume in this business, you're, you're barely making it. You have to sell in volume and it's tough. It's tough to break through. I mean, the A mains and the horizon hobbies and these big websites, people might consider us one, but we're, you know, you know, we're not it's like, we're just one of, we're, we're at the races. We're helping people, you know, we're, we're those kind of, we're racers, racers, you know, those guys that have been around this that long, they've, they've had to really put in work. Oh yeah. Big time. It's not easy. Um, it, I tell people, you know, people ask me same thing. They ask you, you know, what, maybe I'm thinking about doing a hobby shop or this or that. I'm like most, I tell them straight, most business people who are just ones and zeros, uh, number guys, professionals, you know, like investors, they look at the hobby shop business and be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? 30% markup. Yeah. What retail works like that? You know, when you sell t-shirts, you're not marking a t-shirt up at 30%. You're marking a, a t-shirt at a beachwear store up at three, four, 500% preferably, you know, you're, that's 30% you're, before you're sponsorships. Right. <laughs> yeah. now, now you're down to 10%, but then you offer free ship and not fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you just broke even, bitch. So true. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the hobby shop business probably isn't, you know, it has to be, sure, you got to treat it like a business, but it has to be a passion project as well. If you're doing it and you don't, or you aren't passionate, if you're looking to get rich and you're not passionate about it, it's not the business to get into. Try something else, you know. There's a lot of things you can invest your money in. Uh, hobby shop, it's got to be like the right mixture you know you gotta you gotta love it gotta be business savvy you gotta go hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, it goes back to what we talked about earlier you've you it's got to be number one in your life mm. it's it's going to be long hours it's going to be six seven days a week and your family's going to be almost second which yeah. is not the right way to do life yeah that's owning business though right you know, and uh, but did that go i had to take that step back two years ago because family was becoming to a point where like might not have one waiting at home for me, mm-hmm. you know, because I made this my life. And that's, it was good to get me to that point, but was it worth what would have happened if I didn't make a change? Right. And it's not, it's not, nothing's worth that. In my opinion, money's good and everybody wants it. Everyone works for it. We all need it, but it's not to a point of losing everything that's, you know, important. Mm-hmm. So that's why people just have to understand, like go for your dreams just make smart decisions. Yeah, and, and don't don't step on somebody to get there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, like that's always going to happen. Pe- though, you ever notice like some of these more uber rich people, like millionaires, but they want to be multimillionaires or whatever. You know, like wins enough. You know, uh, when you get to a certain point of just massive wealth, don't think you haven't stepped on someone's back to get there. Yeah, you probably might have stepped on more. You might have stepped on less. But typically, when you reach absurd amounts of wealth, you probably fuck somebody over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that's a great analogy. But, but why, if you're at that point, or if you're getting to that, when's enough? Why? Why do you even have to do it again? To to you know, if I, I'm a, where's the drive to just keep building just stuff you couldn't even spend? You know, like right. would you ever want that much? I've never wanted that much. My, my drive has always been to never have to worry about putting 
food on the table and a roof over the head of my family. That's the only thing that's ever mattered to me. Having more is great. And I do like to enjoy, you know, I've got a boat and a motor on. Like we, we like to do fun stuff, Yeah. but not to the point where like I could get rid of those to tomorrow and be happy. As long as my house was paid for and the food's on the table, Right. I got gas in my truck to get to work and home. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm a homebody anyways. You know, if I'm not traveling for racing, I'm at the house with my family. Mm-hmm. So, I've never wanted to be so, so rich that I didn't know what to do with the money. If I got that point, I would still be who I am today. I would just travel more. Like I would travel to other countries more and like that. I wouldn't be like extravagant. I would just experience more life. Well, I want to go climb Machu Picchu. You know, I want to do some stuff like that. Yeah. I don't want to own a $10 billion yacht. You know, that's. Once you did. Would you want three more yachts? <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, even if I had so much money, I couldn't spend it. I wouldn't go buy that. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's wrong of people to want that. I'm not hating on people that do that. But my purpose in life has always been just provide for my family and just make sure we didn't have to worry. Mm-hmm. That's it. it. When you have to worry every week about putting food on the table for your family, that's when stress comes in. That's when life gets hard. Yeah. And I feel for those people like that. I've been there multiple times, you know, I've never been afraid to fail, but I've been very stressed in my life. You know, to me, that's the most important thing is making sure that you're just comfortable. You don't need to be wealthy. You just need to be comfortable. Well, just have nothing wrong with having everything you want and some money in the bank. (laughs) Yeah. You know, or even gaining more and more. I'm not saying not to like, you know, gain money or whatever it's just what you have to do to get to these certain points you know to me i i would rather not take the money and be able to sleep at night with a conscience than to do somebody dirty to make 10 grand or 20 grand more you know what i'm saying no i get it i i I, sleeping with a clean conscience is way more worth than a bunch of money in my pocket that I feel guilty about, <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, but then you got, there's greed that are just totally opposite. They just can't have enough. Right. You know? It's just so weird. Well, I'm sure it's like an addiction, just like anything else mm, could be. If you, if you like feel that success at some point in life, I'm sure certain people are like, I want more. I get it. I mean, I want to be more successful, but only in the, in the, in the, level of just competing not you know competing against other shops competing against other tracks competing against the industry like i want to be big like that not to the point where i'm taking away you know like i'm I'm not going out trying to shut down businesses you know what i mean like that's not that's not my goal Mm -hmm. my goal is to sell more engines more assault rc more pro circuit you know like that's my goal yeah not to hurt anybody but to compete against the other people that are selling other brands sure. that, that we compete against. That's all. And it all comes down to where you find your happy, you know, like your, your, your wealth spot for me, my wealth spot, like I told you is just comfortability, not rich. If I was rich, I'm a happy person, but I'm not any different. I'm probably driving the same vehicle. I'm probably living in the same house. I'm probably going to be just traveling more. Right. Taking a few more you vacations. You don't have to work so hard. Right. You know, you, you take a step back from having to push and 
grind. But I'm a workaholic though. So that, that's also the problem is I would, I'm still going to want to work because mm-hmm. I don't, I've been like this my whole life. My dad instilled this into me. It's just work, work, work. You know, I did something my dad didn't do. And, and that's fine. The family side, not that he wasn't good. My, my dad's the man, great father. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying like he could work seven days a week, not really take that step back. I, on the other hand, my wife's Southern as hell. She is not going to let me not take that step back. Like I have <laughs> to take that step back, but it made me a better person for it. Like she helped me be a better person because of that. Not because I didn't want to. She just taught me that that's what I should do and what I need to do. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's. You this, got family. You got, you ain't getting those times back with your kid, with mm-mm. your wife, you know, they ain't coming back, you know. No. So once they're once that time's passed, not getting that one occasion, you know, where she did a double back flip off a bar or yep. you know, whatever, you know. Or so yeah, you definitely gotta balance the family. Did uh, I tell you what happened, uh speaking of that, um so I was coming back from Tulsa from the Chili Bowl a couple weeks ago and I routed my flight to leave from Tulsa to Savannah and James Van Hook was gonna drive me from Savannah to Hilton Head dropped me off with my wife who was in my kid she had a competition mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um so everything goes as planned i'm, I'm getting on the plane or I'm, i get to the airport on sunday in tulsa lo and behold my plane gets delayed for 30 minutes reason being our great president of the united states the man everyone adores shut down the Atlanta airport because he decided to fly in for a Martin, <laughs> a Martin Luther King situation, go to like a church and do a, a, which is great, but he shuts down the airport for 30 minutes. I have no idea why I missed my connection. Mm. I didn't get to go see my oh, daughter. Really? That whole thing was based on me getting home or getting to Savannah because I hate missing competitions. Yeah. I mean, I planned everything out. I had plenty of time to do it. And motherfucker. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking Joe Biden, man. I mean, Brandon. (laughs) Whatever it is. (laughs) Fuck that guy. God, dude. He just, he's fucking shit up even when he doesn't mean to. Like, that's, that's how bad it is. Yeah. We're, this is totally coming off of YouTube. Thanks to that. Poor, poor old man. (laughs) So, yeah, but going the whole thing, like missing those moments, like I, my, I'm damned if I'm going to miss those moments. I mean, it. I did. I missed the first competition this year when she won her second overall. I missed that. We're, it was during the f- um, fall brawl. And uh, and then I missed that one. But uh, And I might have to miss Silver State this year because if she makes regionals, which is, I hope. If she doesn't make regionals, I'm going Silver State. So there's that kind of, I'll know in March yeah. <laughs> if Silver State's happening. That's mean? in May. Oh. For us. Gotcha. So that'd be a good one for you to go to. Yeah. Vegas. Uh yeah. Vegas would be cool. But you don't gamble or nothing probably, so that's yeah, fine. Drink beer. <laughs> I like hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I but he's not. So- I had to say something stupid. <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> Robert's over there giving me the stank eyes like, no, he likes hookers. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so we're going to do something new. This is something that's going to be an ongoing series. Might do them all with you. Might have another guest on. But we are going to start top 10 list. Okay. And we are going to do the first top 10 list. And we chose to do love, love it, hate it. Love it, hate it. Love versus hate. Love and hate. Love. You know? <laughs> <laughs> little love. <laughs> little hate. <laughs> A little bit. All right. So it's basically what it is. It's uh, top five love of RC and top five hate. What of do RC. I hate about RC and what do we love? All right. This should be pretty. What do you want to start? Do you want to start with hate or love? Oh, let's start with love. Oh, saving the best love. or worst for last. I don't know. All right, so oh, we're gonna, well, we're gonna start with some positivity, okay? Because we love RC so much. Okay, I like I mean, it. We work in it. My life is RC, whether I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Got a point. Even when I clock out at night and go home, damned if I'm not thinking RC or freaking working on something RC oriented or reading about something on Facebook. It's just RC everywhere. It, inescapable so real quick before we go to the list when are you going to work on your car and come back racing good question all right so this is what i'm looking for i want some free shit <laughs> <laughs> so if there's any other companies out there that wants to give me some free shit i'll put that all together into a car and i'll race it so far i have batteries servos i need a kit Need some free shit kit and uh, anything else that goes in the car, hit me up. But what you'll get is a review <laughs> out of it. What you'll get is a whole bunch of videos and a really cool guy on your team. <laughs> we sell just about everything. I sell, we sell everything. So here's the deal I can get probably half price off anything I want, any brand, whatever. I'm not trying to do that. I want some free shit. <laughs> <laughs> You heard the man. <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> so I want everyone to get together, give me some free shit, and I'll start racing again. Because when it comes to me paying money for RC, RC has become not my hobby. I don't want to spend money on it anymore. I, I've got other hobbies. So RC is my life. I don't feel like spending money on it. I, I Hey, I, I see nothing wrong with your... Uh request demand whatever your your ransom list i don't know what you want to call it but i see nothing wrong with it i appreciate it i, I feel like hey, you hey, nitro pro i love you nitro yeah. pro gives me free shit and then they got the best servos on the market as far as i'm concerned yeah right now i'd say drew and uh, nitro pro servos and batteries are are really good i mean i i use the um the servos on everything um i know we sell a ton of their batteries so I mean, we sell ten of their servos. Their servo. I mean, we're the number one servo seller. We gotta be. We are. We're almost out. Yeah, I mean, we we keep them coming. See, when you give me free shit. <clears throat> <laughs> so, anyways. All right, all right, all right. I fucked up. I shouldn't have brought that up. But then, all right. So <laughs> now we're going back to our top ten list, and this is uh this is a work in progress. It's probably gonna you know we might change how we do this moving forward, but we are going to do. Top 10, we're going to start with the love. And number five, Lucas, what is the number five most loved thing about RC for between? Now, I will preface this, full disclosure, 
This is opinion, not fact. This is us saying it. You yeah. can think what you want. That's what we think. This is this is an opinionated web uh, podcast. We can say what we want on here. That's why I started this thing right. to be able to talk about what I want to talk about. Disclosure is over. Not to offend anybody. But we don't care if we offend you. We just don't want to offend you. Yeah. That's not our goal here. I'd rather not. Yeah. We but, still we love you. But <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone I don't love. Don't but. tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number five, most loved thing about RC Lucas. Let me have it. I love the smell of nitro in the morning. Mm. Oh, nitro. And if you don't love the smell of nitro, fuck you. <laughs> well, as our good friend Keenan with a no name RC podcast would say, Keenan, nitro, nitro is the glory. Is the glory. So Boom. I I agree with number five being nitro. I love nitro. I might I even mean, I might even have said it a little bit up the list versus five. However, I feel like in the top five, one hundred percent, the smell of nitro is one of the biggest loves I have yeah. of RC. Yeah, yeah. I wish it smelled like two-stroke mixed gasoline, but the best substitution for it is nitro. Well, yeah, anything with methanol or nitro, like that smell for me, I grew up with that more so than the two-stroke side of things. I love so for me, nitro is. I mean, we need we need that candle. We need that candle. Yeah. We need oh, that yeah, scent candle. Totally. Give me some of that perfume. Yeah. Mm. I might. I would. You don't want that because yeah. I mean, I'll be all over you. Honestly, that's what I smell like when it's I like, come home from every race. <laughs> <laughs> some dirty, oily nitromethane. <laughs> no. That's just, that's just the dirt, bro. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right. So, nitro. Smell nitro. You totally fucked that up. What? It's actually number three. Oh, well, it's number five in order. Yeah. You got to look at the numbers. All right, well, so in no particular order. Right, so just just make number five number three. <laughs> all, right. All, right, all right, so. All right, all right, all right. For real this time. What? <laughs> what is the number four most loved part of RC for Luke? Wait, I thought we are doing negative. We're going to go positive negative. Oh, we want to do number five negative? Yeah. It's your turn. Give me that wah wah. Wah wah wah. Very good, very yeah, good. Yeah, see, I fucked that up. Thanks. All right. Oh. Lucas Loring. Wait a minute. Oh, I got to answer all of them? I thought we were going back and forth. Oh, go ahead. Oh, all right. Brent Densford. In a world. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me get a beer. In a world. Where people don't marshal, what is number five <laughs> of your hated list? <laughs> Why the fuck do we always wait on marshals? Do the people not know at the end of their fucking race to go out and marshal? Thank you. What What is it with the fact that we do the same thing over and over and over and they forget? No, no, no. They, don't, they don't forget shit. Number five, waiting on fucking marshals. Come the fuck on, people. For the love of God. So annoying. It's, it's, it's disrespectful. Hmm? Period. 
It's, I don't care if you don't even wreck when you practice. Go out there and marshal because you probably wrecked at some point in time and somebody has probably flipped over your car. But the, the bigger the event, people not marshalling is even more obnoxious because they have hours before they run again. Yeah, but it's like. It drives me nuts. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm uh, come on guys. Listen, you're unless it's your first time racing, you know, the fucking drill. Stop doing that shit. Just stop it. Just stop it. So when I, all right, I just waited 45 minutes in line at psycho nitro blast. And I go up on the driver's stand. I go wreck in the far corner of this big giant 50-second track, and there's no marshals out there because they're too busy wandering back to their pits because they have no respect for their fellow drivers. It's disrespectful. Or they're getting right back in line because their time on the track is more important than yours. Well, they're taking place. Their mom was waiting in line for them. So they yeah, just but actually... their mom is not going back out to the track to marshal for them. Actually, it wasn't their mom because usually it's the older they are, the less likely they are to marshal. <laughs> the fact of the matter is fucking marshal and just set your damn car down and go out and marshal. If you don't, you shouldn't really be at that race. You should really take some time to get rested up for the next one to make sure you're available to marshal. Mm. Yeah, just do it. Marshall. Just fucking Marshall. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you be positive this time. Quit being so negative. Oh, you want the number four negative? Sure. All right. We'll go back and forth. All right. I'm going to ask you to love. What do you love about Nitro? What do you love about Nitro? Number four. What do I love about Nitro? Oh, I'm sorry. What do what I do love? You, what do you love about RC? Sorry about that. <laughs> Told you this is a work in progress, people. This is going to get better. Number four. What do I list. love about motor or RC? <laughs> God, almighty. I hope I don't hear that again. All right. All right. What I love about RC is it's an affordable form of motorsport. And I've raced everything from asphalt late models, motorcycles, soapbox derby, pinewood derby, tons of shit, go-karts. RC even though it's not the cheapest form of our, of motorsports, it is definitely an affordable form of motorsports for the people that are into the motorsport community. It's definitely one of the cheapest besides what slot cars or something. Well, I think it's how far do you take it? You know, because it, it couldn't be very expensive slot cars. I mean, how, how less can you get? I don't know. I'm what just else saying. has a motor in it. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> all right. The point is, it's it's the cheapest motorsport sport. You know, where you're actually driving and racing, that you can probably get into it. But all right, so it's a motorsport. Any motorsport's going to cost you money. There's no doubt about it. But goat karts, dirt bikes, going to cost you five times more than um, RC racing, right? Yeah, I I think at at the top level. Or, you know, at a competitive level, yes. No. Let's just say Joe Blow, sportsman, RC guy, wants to go Joe Blow, sportsman, go-kart. What's the price difference? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be at least double. That's it? At least. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll get a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Okay. This isn't going the way I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> However... I see a lot of potential. 
All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> what? Now we're going to be negative this time. What a number? You get the hate number four. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. This is made for you because you put this on the list. All right, Lucas. Number four. What is the one of the most things you hate about RC? Okay. This is what one. All right. Let's be clear. Everything that I'm saying I hate about RC. Is going to be RC racing. Um, I can't find a whole lot of bashing things I hate, so we're just sticking to racing. Number four on the list is I cannot stand the way people park at big events. It drives me freaking <laughs> Nobody Can you explain, ever please? goes to Walmart in parks like they do when they go to park at an RC race. (laughs) People find the most obscure spots to park in. They will not only double park, they will triple park and then find some way to fit something else in in between all those other cars. People need to just park like a normal human being when they go to races. If you actually have to walk an extra 15, 20 feet, just park in a parking spot and walk your fat ass. <laughs> can you please explain a personal? Can you please explain a personal experience of why you would put this on the list? Because everywhere I go, people find the need to just block in my car because I, I tow a trailer and I sell stuff out of the trailer they think i'm not going anywhere for the whole entire weekend (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about him he's not going anywhere he doesn't maybe need to like go get to the gas station or (laughs) go get some food maybe (laughs) hey john can you take me to the store he's got a people just blocked me (laughs) (laughs) or all right I got a lot of things on I could put on this list, but so let's just talk about double A mains real quick. Double A mains tend to make an event go late into the night, but sometimes when I'm eight or nine hours away from, uh, you know, home, I, I, I'm kind of done on Sunday at five, six o'clock. Yeah. But I have to stay there until midnight because I can't get anywhere because there's four other cars running in their double A mains parked in front of me. <laughs> So you don't like double-A mains for a totally different reason than I don't. <laughs> Look, if you want more runtime, get don't, a freaking nitro. Yeah, dude, I do not know why that what didn't make the fucking top five of hate. No, double and triples. Which one, one do you hate more? Oh, there's, <laughs> I, I hate them equally, dude. I If you ever come to a Masters of Dirt, good, good news. And it's not breaking news, it's great news. We don't fucking do doubles or triples. You get the fucking race. And when you're done, you're done. Yeah. Double, Amen. Doubles are stupid. Triples are even more stupid. You want Okay, so I'm going to tell you how I got burnt on triples and why I hate it. From now from that point to this day, it's very very fucking clear. The triple this happened to me at Wicked Weekend. I was really really getting quick. It was early on opening up the shop. I was I got a 1, a 2, and a 3 at Wicked Weekend. An e-buggy. It triples? Yes. My three 
was because I had a tire coming off of a wheel. But I stuck it out there, ended up third. The kid who beat me had a one, a two, and a DNF. His one and two were better than my one and two. They didn't even count the three. Hmm. So I got no, no, no love for consistency right. for staying out there doing all three of them. Yep. They threw out the third. Now, I, don't, I mean, they might have explained that at one point or whatever, but to me, the tiebreaker should have been the third. If you have a one and a two, it should be what what'd you get in the third round. If you're throwing it out, yep. what'd you get in the third? Yep. From that day on, I've said fuck triples and doubles. Mm-hmm. and Doubles the same way. Yeah. I could win. <clears throat> I could win the first first of a double A. I could get second in the second double A. Some other dude could not, not even finish the first, win the second with a faster time than my first. Beat you. Beat me. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. So we do 10-minute 10, minute, <laughs> ten minute singles at Masters, and that just shows that you're the fucking man. Basically. Boom. All right. Yeah. All right. So number three on the love. Lucas, what is your number three? Now, you got to switch. Yeah. What is your number three? Love of RC. I love that it makes me feel like a kid. Um, it's almost like getting on the bike after not riding a bicycle for 10 years or something. It makes you feel like you're a kid again. Um, puts a smile on my face when I probably don't want to smile. You know, just, I don't know. It's uh, it's like riding a bike, honestly. You yeah. Know, and not, not, you know, riding a bike as a kid is all I ever did. That's uh, what we had to do as a kid. Most of know? us started RC with an RC for Christmas or a birthday or something. So you get that feeling that, hey, this is like, it brings back memories, you mm-hmm. know? Not to mention that you're now doing it with your your, your buddies. So yep. you're like, you get that sense of kid again. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Yep. That's a good one. Makes me feel like a kid. Oh, fucking <laughs> Okay, what are we doing? Am I asking you something? Mm. Yes. Number three of hate. And number three of hate. All right. Ooh, you get this one. This is a good one. There you go. What's uh, number three of something you hate about RC? <sighs> I hate this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, full disclosure, before I answer this, you have to understand, I'm answering this from multiple levels of RC. As a racer, as a sponsored racer, as an owner of a hobby shop, as a distributor of products that we sponsor people with, it needs to be clear that there's parts of this that might not make sense. I'll say the offensive parts. (laughs) Well, I might say something (laughs) offensive, but you got to understand that what I say is based on the fact that some things have to change and I see change, but number three, most hated part of RC racing right now, hands down, definitely a top five sponsorships. The way that we're handling sponsorships in this industry right now, and I'm guilty. I am not innocent by any means. I need to be part of the change. I've already made plans for 2024 sponsorships. It is, it's an anomaly. I've raced motorcycles. I've raced cars. I've done a lot of racing in my life. I've never once seen 
what's going on and how, I mean, this is a hobby and only a 1% of the racers at the top level are making money at this. Yep. And you really shouldn't be more than another percent or two that are on deals that would save people money. Because really what we're doing is we're hurting the industry that can't, is not going to be able to sustain because of the sponsorship situation. It's hurting hobby shops. It's hurting brands. We're watching brands not be able to compete, dropping out, going out of business. <clears throat> Everybody's just fighting for one small sliver of the pie right now. And it's really hurting. It's, it's hurting a lot of, a lot of stuff, not just the not just the noticeable. It's not a whole lot good good about it, in my opinion. Um, <sighs> Freaking sponsorships. <laughs> well, so let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Everyone is bitching and complaining about TL, TLR and ProLine. So Horizon buys ProLine. They acquire them last year, I think, maybe the year before. And they acquire AKA, whatever. These guys that have been with them forever are leaving them. Their loyalty is only about the money. It's only about the discounts. There's a level of guys that I can understand. There's, there's, a, there's a top level that like, okay, they probably help sell stuff. They're probably recognized on a national level. So, you know, what they run, people will go by. And they're probably hurt that, their deal got dropped or their, their discount or their budget got lowered, whatever. I get that. But the loyalty of the people below those guys, we're talking below the one percenters. The loyalty just shows you 100% that they don't care about anything about the brand, how much they've helped them in the past. Nothing. I'm, I, I don't blame TLR or Horizon for what they're doing right now. And honestly, if the whole industry did it all at one time and got together and was like, this is what we're doing. Let's all do it together. Let's change this. It could have been, you know, it could have been done. But Horizon marches to the beat of their own drum. They're a big, big, big company. So I think the people that stuck with them this year in my opinion, you know, deserve a little bit of, you know, credit because they are like, you know what? It's good product. I believe in them. I've been with them forever. I think, you know, those people need credit for that. People jump and ship for a better deal for 5%, 10%, thinking that it's going to save them a bunch of money. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're, you're not doing it to go faster. You're doing it to benefit your, your, your pocket. In your pocket, you should have thought about before you got into this hobby. This, this is not a, a, a pocket-friendly hobby. You don't get into motorsports to save money. <laughs> the, one of the best quotes came from Chili Bowl last year. My best friend told me, the guy he works for, Terry Clatt, he said, I didn't come here to start a bank account. It's the best quote ever. Like, it needs to be a T-shirt. Yep. <clears throat> it makes so much sense when you think about it. You don't go to a major race to, to not, you know, go for it. Right. You're there to win. Yep. You know? 
So you spend whatever you come to you spend. And if you don't got the money to spend, you might should have saved or just waited till the next one. And I, I, once again, we go back to everybody's on a different budget, different situation. Life throws curveballs. I get it. We all want to have fun. This is the release, but maybe you should club race that weekend. Yeah. Um, that track needs your money just as much as, you know, a race time event needs your money. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> sponsorships broke. It's broken, man. are wacky. Uh, from the world I came come from, I knew I came from two sports that offered sponsorships, skateboarding and dirt biking, dirt bike racing. Uh, both of them. If you had a bearing sponsorship for your skateboard, you were the freaking man. <laughs> you were doing double 360s off a launch ramp. You were one of the best skaters in town. You're talking like bearings <laughs> or, or if you had a wheel sponsorship you're even more the man but it took so much only a couple people were getting these small little sponsorships and they were performers you yeah. know if you got a sponsor if you were a sponsored rider in amateur motocross you're pulling in with a big old trailer it's all wrapped yep. you're pulling out with three bikes and you're whooping up on everybody but did that did that person get courted by the brand or did they go to the brand and be like, Hey, you know, I'll put your name on my car and brand my brand goes after the driver, the right. rider, the skater, the, the local, the local skate shop knows who the best skater in town is. Yeah. And he's putting product in his hands because he knows that best skater in town. Everyone else is going to want to run what he's running. Yep. You know, uh, when I was coming up, there was a guy named Damon Bradshaw. And when oh, he yeah. rolled in, we rolled into the track. He was 16 years old. I was a year under him, and it was not, it was two different universes, you know. Right. <laughs> but because when he rolled up, he was the man. <laughs> he was doing stuff. He was beating anybody backwards, forwards, you know. Like there's there's a difference. And then and then also, why why are these people sponsoring these guys? Because they're gonna sell product, right? One way or the other. Or another, they're selling stuff. Do you want to ride a Kawasaki? You want to ride the Yamaha that's whipping up on you right now? You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let me reconsider. Well, um, I think that's the problem right now, because the the industry is in a in a state of flux where everyone is fighting for such a small piece. It's just such a niche community mm-hmm. that, and there's so many companies, and there's new companies coming out every day, and everyone thinks they can do the exact same thing as the other guy, and you know, copy this, copy that, whatever. Everyone needs to give away everything just to try to get people running it to try to get their name out. The difference is from where I come from, it sounds like you come from, is results and what sells on Sunday or what wins on Sunday sells on Monday sells. doesn't it doesn't really equate in RC. What sells on Monday is going to be how many people are running it at that track and can we convince the newest guy or you know somebody that's on something else to join that brand because they'll get more support if you give or a discount, whatever you will right and and <laughs> that's the shame of it is because the the margins are so thin we're already working with that now we're giving away profit to keep the business sustainable to make to a have, sale. yeah to have the inventory to add, to be able to travel to these events to 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 give support to do other things we're losing that ability because we're having to give so much back, not giving back to the community, but giving, taking away profit 
that we would use to give back or to, you know, do other things with, you know, to, to support events. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy thing. I, I I've never it's seen anything strange, like it. Yeah. It's such a strange thing. Um, it's, it's just, the, it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's so, so sponsorship in the RC racing side of things, from my opinion, here's the thing. I've never really technically been sponsored by anybody. Um, Nitro Pro gives me free stuff, so I've really backed their product. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've never really technically been sponsored. I ran JQ because you distributed it, you know. So I've never went after a sponsorship. But the way I look at it is right now it's like a, biz, a company will sponsor a driver to get his sale. A driver will take a sponsorship from a company to buy his product. Or, you know, a driver would be like, well, if you give me a discount, I'll buy your product. That is just the wrong relationship to have. Like, that, I, I guess. I mean, you want to sell stuff, he wants to buy something. But you both want, like, you, you know what I'm We're saying? We're in like, such a weird, like, that's what I'm saying. We're to, all fighting for something that we can't really, it, it, it's going to take an industry-wide, <laughs> all of us linking arms. Good luck with that. I it, well, that's the that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It, it's almost impossible, mm-hmm. and it's not impossible. It's almost impossible. It's just going to take a lot more than me and a couple people saying it's broken. It's going to take a roundtable of industry leaders sitting around saying, "We have to do this together." Even if a few people don't want to, we'll we'll push them out. We'll figure out a way. If they don't want to get on board, because we can't keep doing this. Yeah. It's it, we're going in a spiral downhill. It's going to cost the industry some major brands, some major money. It's not going to be good. We can't keep doing Maybe. what we're doing. Uh, it's not. Doesn't seem sustainable. I just think like as as a driver, if you go out and, and seek a sponsorship, um, you got to bring value to the table. You got to be able to sell the product. I think that's the relationship a driver should have with the company is, hey, look, I want to run your brand. I believe in your brand. And I think I can get other people to run this brand as well because it's a great product and I believe in it. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell people about it. Right. Right. And in in return, the company, the brand that's doing the sponsoring, um, you know, gives them X amount of discounts. That should be the, the relationship. If you can't sell their product or if you don't believe in their brand, you just want to buy something because they give you a discount, you probably don't need to be running that brand. I tell people, people call me randomly at the shop all the time looking for you for sponsorships half the time. I I, I tell them, look, do you run our brand? Yeah. You probably want to run our brand first before you go asking for a sponsorship because, you know, how do you even know you like it? Well, I even go, I mean, I don't know who else does this, but we vet most of our people. If I don't know who they are, I call people that they put on their references. I know just about everybody in the, I say just about, I know a ton of people in the industry. So if I see somebody's name on there and I don't know the person, I contact them and I find out. And if you send me a resume and there's no one on there that I know, I'm looking on your Facebook and I'm trying to find results on Live RC. I, I need to know more about you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why, you know, my process takes a lot longer than other people's. We don't just send an email back like, hey, you're accepted. Right. You yep. know, and, and I think that's part of the problem. I wasn't looking for just contracted customers. I've done it. I'm, I'm not saying that I haven't. 
there's probably five, ten percent of the people that are on the ultimate team that are contracted customers. The rest of them I vetted or I know how good they are or they're people that I know that are influencers or that just have enough people that that they like or that they'll preach the good word to. They they're are, not the best racers. They, well, then they're they're going to perform some other way. Right. You know. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a pro to be a sponsored driver, no, but you have all. to show value. Show value. Don't, listen, if you're trying to get a sponsorship, don't just go to somebody and say I want, you know, I, I want to be on your team. Go to them and show them, explain to them what your value to them is going to be. Like Lucas said, how are you going to sell the product? Who are you going to sell it to? Where are you from? What's your region? How many races are you going to? Do some work. Don't send us a resume that says what you got this year. Let us know what you're going to do next year. What? Why is this product going to help you and how are you going to help the product yeah, how do you believe in the product it says in our contract for ultimate racing you work for me we don't work for you and the that, that point being said you have to go out there and do something i had somebody email me the other day we talked about you know regional representation and going to these bigger races and, and helping us in a in an area that we're not really represented in and when i sent him the contract after i decided okay this guy's for real and, and we're good um, he sent back, Oh, two years. You guys are all about commitment. I was like, my team's built on commitment. <laughs> Why would you want to join the team if you're not committed to it? It's, that's my point. And I joke. said, our team is built on commitment. <laughs> we do two years minimum on our deals. And if you leave a contract, I have a, I have a blacklist. If you leave one of my contracts before it's up and you don't do it the right way, you'll never get sponsored by us again, no matter what product you want. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you are. If you leave before, you're blacklisted from me. Now, I'll sell you all you want, and you'll do, you know, you're. I'm not going to hate you. I can let bygones be bygones. It's not like a personal thing. It's not going to sponsor. I'm just never going to give you a discount or give you free shit anymore. That's just the way I work. You commit to me, I'll commit to you. But this is a business relationship. This isn't a discount. If I find out you're, you're not representing us well, if I find out you're not selling product for us, you're not going to keep going with us. But I will say, we've had a really, really good run. We've got a really strong team right now, and I'm proud of that. But there is that 5 to 10% of people that we just put on the team. That was early on. It was when we started first building the team. But they've stuck with us. And as a matter of fact, some of those people that I didn't know have probably sold more stuff than some of the people I do know. So it's, you know, I'm guilty, like I said. But the industry needs to change, and I would love to be part of that quote unquote round table of brands that wants to get involved with each other and help each other get to that point. If that ever comes about, I'm willing to step into that, but let's move on. Yeah. That was a big one. All right. I told you. All right. So Lucas, what is the number? What are we doing? Three, two, two is it? most loved part of RC. Love. I love the competition. Yes. Who doesn't want to just compete? I yes. mean, so something I learned becoming an, an adult is once you get out of high school, you just don't get a whole lot of chances to compete. You know, you can go play some kickball or some softball or, you know, the the, the limits are really, you, you're kind of limited as an adult. I mean, you can seek things out, but, um, you know, once you get out of high school and play sports and don't go to college and play sports, it's hard to compete sometimes, you know, unless you want to, I don't know, 
do some obscure stuff. So racing an RC car, trying to hit those lines and prove yourself as a driver, um, racing yourself as well as others. You That's know? a big thing. My first three years, I was just racing myself, even though everyone was getting in my way and I had to punt them into the wall. <laughs> you know, I was out there trying, you know, improve sometimes. I'm pretty sure that we <laughs> called you the, the Yahoo guy for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to have a good time. Yeah, you know, and at first it was kind of annoying, but now I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I had to be silenced on the uh, yeah on the driver's. Now, I remember one little girl had to tell me to shut up once. <laughs> you know who it was? Who was that girl? Who's that girl from Florida that's really good? Oh, Kay Kayla yes, Espinosa. No, I think when she was just a little, little tyke, <laughs> she had to uh, tell me to shut up. <laughs> That's so funny. She's like, would you just shut up? There's been times where people were like, hey, bro, can you tell, in the indoor, it's like, yeah. can you please tell Lucas to shut the fuck up? <laughs> stop. He's got to stop yahooing up on the driver's stand in the middle <laughs> of a race. Oh, that was <laughs> fun, man. I mean, you yeah. know. I thought we were there. I, you know, time. I can appreciate it as a person that that wants to see people having fun, but I can also appreciate it as the people that are trying to concentrate that it's a fucking, you know, like a distraction. But trying you know to what? get in someone's head, bro. Hey, you know, Racing. I could fart up there. <laughs> right. You know, you can't tell me to stop farting. Exactly. I'm just gonna tell you right now. <laughs> All right. So then, what is the number? Two, most hated. Oh, yes, perfect. Thing in RC. Beep, beep, beep. Boop, boop. <laughs> Bloop. 29.5. For four breaking days straight. <laughs> Turn that shit off. Nobody wants to hear that crap. Good God. <laughs> I, Come on, Lance. I Turn that shit off, bro. Hearing the beeping sound or the robotic voice. Ever. That's what race that's what race directors are for. When you're practicing and there's twenty eight cars on the track. We no all have one, cell phones. No one look no on one, live yeah. RC when you're done. Turn that crap off. Turn some music on at a decent level. And you know, nobody wants to hear that stupid beeping Boop. sound. Why? I don't get it. Boop, boop. And you wanna make the sport any less uh or any more or no wait, any less spectator friendly. Just keep that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Turn it off. Turn the beep, fuck off. Beep. Loop. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Is it my, oh, you get to do the number ones. All right. Number one. Pretty easy. What's your favorite thing you love about RC racing? Bro, this one's so easy for me. And anyone that knows me knows that this is 100% pure fact it's hanging with the homies i absolutely i love jesus are they gonna stop <laughs> it was number one let him go man yeah I mean, thank you thank you thank you thank you i love going to races because i love the people that to me i built this company and i built this 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 relationship with my my customers and our our it's awful love for hanging out making friends enjoying the time together if it wasn't for that rc would suck yeah yeah i, I mean I, i'm just gonna be blunt it would suck 
what would what would you do without the camaraderie? Take that away. Yeah, it would suck. It would suck to the point of like the hobby would not exist. I made some of my best friends from RC. And I would, I'll go out on a limb to say that I could leave RC tomorrow and I would still be friends with those people mm-hmm. till the day I die. So to me, 100%, it's about going to the track, cracking a beer after your race or while you race like we do. Or when you wake up in the morning. Let's <laughs> <laughs> crack that shit open. If the coffee, coffee's empty, it's beer time. Yeah, water. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's for me, it's definitely... Um, it's definitely all about the camaraderie. I love it. So <clears throat> I'm not a very social guy, but most of the socializing I get to do is at RC races. Uh, if it wasn't for that, I'm pretty much a homebody. Um, so I, I love the I love the fact that it kind of almost forces me to get out there and, and be social. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. And another cool thing is... When you go to races with me, you're such a social guy. It gets a lot of people away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the Brent's out there. <laughs> oh, Brent. We. Uh, it's funny. That's the ongoing joke with James because James will travel with me or you know with us, and and you know I'll be talking to him like this, and then the next thing you know, someone will walk up, be like, "Hey, Brent." I mean, we're in mid conversation. And because I love people, I'm like, hey, you know, like, I'll just cut off our conversation no matter what we were just talking about and talk with new people because that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it's always been kind of the running joke. And he'll, he, like, at the fall brawl, I was, we were having this conversation. I forget what it was about right now. But he literally was, like, talking to me. And someone talk, starts talking to me. And I'm, I start talking to this guy. And he continues. He's still talking to me. Like, I'm talking to this guy. And he's still finishing everything he's saying. <laughs> And I'm listening to both. Like my ears are like radar. I'm listening to both people and it's, but I love that part of RC. Um, I don't know if it'll be announced by the time this gets out. So Chase, I hope you've announced this, but to the point of, I put money into the social side, not the racing side. So DNC at the Racecraft Rager presented by Beach RC, we, I've hired a band. So we have a band coming for DNC. Nice. Fucking right. You're right. And so it's like, and then we do the DJ, we do the music and everything for Wicked Weekend. Like we do the yep. party at Wicked Weekend, the social. I'm all about that. To me, without that part, we're just going to spend money, beat our heads over a fucking post and hate our lives when we go home until the next week when we do it again. Yeah. You have to go there to enjoy yourself first. If your results are good, that's a bonus. If you go there and you don't enjoy what you're doing, you just fucking wasted a ton of money, a lot of life, a lot of time you'll never get back. Make the best out of the time with your people. Don't fucking worry about the racing results. Matter of fact, they'll be better if you don't worry about them. Try your hardest, but don't worry about them. Don't make that the bane of your existence at the RC track. Go there to have fun. That's what I was telling the, uh, the girl's parents. Uh, I told him I was going to follow him for the weekend, uh, Maddie and Miley. And um, they're like, well, I hope we, I hope they put in good results. Yeah, I knew they were going to put in good results. But I was like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't, as long as they just keep improving as, as drivers. Once they work their way up higher, the results get more and more important. But, sure, you know, um, you're just looking to grow as, as a driver. But 
um, yeah, you know, results don't always matter. Some, you know, no. there's a lot of things that come into play when you're when you when you're racing. I've always taken racing very seriously, but I found that when I took it a little less serious on the like result side, I always did better. Right. For instance, I would go and get drunk the night before I'd go racing go-karts or race cars or whatever and be hung over as fuck the next day. And because I was so relaxed mm-hmm. and so just chilled out, had a headache, just like, leave me alone. <laughs> Bro, I go out there and kill it because I'm just, right. I'm just like, oh, you know? Yeah. But when you're like nervous and tense and you just don't act right, I had to get in that. It was almost like a sacrilegious. I had to go and get drunk the night before so that I was just relaxed the mm-hmm. next day, you know? Yeah. All right, so we say the best for last. All right, what is the best for last? Let's oh, see, bro. something negative. Oh, God. Hate. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fuck you, sponsor sheets. Sponsor sheets suck. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. yes. Fuck you and your 10 fucking sponsor sheets before a fucking A-Main. Can they be any worse? At all. I mean, all right, so Pro A Main about to come up. Buggy time. Not it's not even the truck, it's the buggies. The the premier class, right? Woo, we've been waiting all weekend. Tens of thousands of laps have been run. Let's just shut this thing down and and, and read our sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we don't see it all over their car, all over their shirt, all over their tents. Um no, let's go ahead and first announce the car that they're running, and then it's powered by some Savox servo and blobity blop engine and bloopity bloopity bloop. And then let's thank all their sponsors. The same exact things we just mentioned and what they're driving. Thank you, Mom, and thank you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen. Lord goes out to my sweet, sweet Jesus, baby Jesus. <laughs> Listen, we love the brands. We love Jesus. We love our moms. But for the love of fucking God. Enough Nobody is wants enough. To hear that crap. It's we have like, been here all fucking weekend. We already know what you run. Matter of fact, I've already gone and finger fucked your car three <laughs> times. I know exactly what's in that some bitch. We felt the shocks and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can we please stop with the fucking madness? No more sponsor sheets. Sponsor sheets have been canceled. And if you use them, you will be arrested because I'll call the police. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> This is, this is when cancel culture is okay. Okay. Like, you can cancel something. Calling on all racetracks and promoters. <laughs> fucking stop it. Do something fun. Yes. Have an interview. Do something that's just different. Please. We're over it. Please. We actually tried to do something different. It went fucking wrong at Masters of Dirt. However. I'm taking over this year. Yeah. It was a technical difficulty, but we had a plan. You have got to stop with this bullshit. No more sponsor sheets or I'm going to dress in a tight suit. I'm going to run down the straightaway carrying flags and drinking beer. Which that was planned Don't already. Don't tempt me. But let's do it. Listen, <laughs> we're wasting fucking trees. Trees and trees of fucking sponsor sheets we do not need. No, get rid of them. Throw them in the garbage. Next time someone asks you to fill out a sponsor sheet, take that thing, go to the bathroom, wipe your ass with it. Turn that shit in. <laughs> Literally. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. My ass. <laughs> my ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. We uh, When Scotty asked if we're doing sponsor sheets for Masters, I'm going to tell him if you ask me that again, 
I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's probably going to be fucking hasty. <laughs> but uh, come we'll on, guys. No. Tell me, you tell me right now, if you're watching this, listen to this, post, post it in the comments, whatever you want to do, make a post about this. What does Dakota Finn run? What does Ryan Mayfield run? What does Cavalier run? We all fucking know what they run. All 10 that are going to be in the main, 15. You tell me right now that you weren't paying attention when they just announced yesterday they switched car brands, that they, they're running this engine. We all know that we're not selling cars off sponsorship. We're selling cars because when he goes out and wins and set, posts a setup sheet or when someone comes over and holds his car and looks at it and it's like, oh, man, what are you doing with these and that and this and everything else? They know what they're running. Enough is enough. Yeah. Because last time I was watching a big event and I heard the sponsor sheets, first thing I was thinking is, man, I need to go buy that servo. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> the I'm good go news to the trailer is, right now. <laughs> the good news is if they start sponsor sheets for, let's just say, Psycho Nitro Blast at 5.05 p.m. or realistically like 12, 13 a.m. Yeah, right. on Sunday or Monday, you have enough time to run the store and buy beer before you get back and they start, dude, period. Like, you, you didn't miss anything. To me, it's just a buzzkill. It is. You know, it's like, I'm pumped up. I'm ready to watch the pros. Let's shut down for 15 minutes and read these stupid fucking sponsor sheets. I'm saying it now, and I mean it wholeheartedly. Any of my drivers, if you want to leave my name off the sponsor sheet to make it red quicker, I'm okay with that. I will not be upset. Or please do something imaginative and be funny. Yeah. Like real funny be great yeah i'm down with that anything just get just stop don't turn <laughs> yours in i don't fucking know just wipe your ass with it <laughs> trust me hashtag a pile of my ass, ass wipes <laughs> <laughs> we look awesome on video well that's our first top 10 yeah pretty cool it wasn't bad it turned out good what what are uh any runner-ups Nah, we'll good. save those. I'm going to post right. those in like the chat of what didn't make the list. All right. So, remember, we're going to we're going to cut this thing here soon, um, but I want to remind you that if you want to see my first ever track design, you have to I need 25 comments 25 on YouTube comments. Um, from this post. This will be posted on Monday the 1st, I want to say, of February. <clears throat> that allows us at one month for 25 comments so we can build my design if yeah. not lucas has to design the track oh. and it'll probably be really awesome so don't make me blow my load yeah we got to save that for masters yeah, exactly oh real quick what's up with this box club oh yeah well good point let's talk about box club for I didn't, a minute i didn't wear this because of this but i wore it because i love the colors mark santa maria brought me um this shirt at chili bowl because uh, he knows i blue and i love the camo um but yeah, so a lot of you probably know I started the RC Box Club almost two years ago, and we got real, real behind just for a lot of reasons. Uh, vendors, a lot of things happened. We were short, shorthanded, and we paused it. We basically put it on pause. It's much harder than you would imagine. Which Mark Santa Maria and his wife, who I'm, who are now my business partners, will tell you, Began because we sat down and we're like, they're like, oh yeah, you know, let's do it, let's do it, and um, they got to a point they're like, um, Brent, 
everything you said was right. <laughs> but n- nevertheless, they're uh, they're fucking killing it. Um, new box club just launched. It is uh, it is it's a co pro between me and the Santa Marias. Uh, we're doing it together. It's going to be better than ever. Um, RCBoxClub.com. It's it's cool. It's not going to be for everybody. I mean, let's let's face it. It's not going to be for the top tier racers. You're not going to get you know something that you don't already have. Well, so you you basically got Mark Santa Maria and his wife. You guys partnered up. Um, it's going to blow up. I mean, what's going to be the difference between the initial release and, you know, when you first started it and now partnering with Mark San Maria, probably the America's biggest RC influencer, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I think what's going to be go getter, very personable. I think what's going to be different is the fact that he has his hand on the bashers, whereas my hand and fingers been always on the racer. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really get a good mix of what we should do to provide product for everybody versus just towards the racer, so to speak. Um, I think we're going to wow people with some boxes and, you know, people got to understand like these, they're going to be a higher value than what you pay for. And each box is going to be different and you might not like one, but you might like the next five, you know, it's, um, and, and full disclosure, we've already cut off signups for the next two months uh, because we've reached a, a, a high goal that we need to get everything right before we re you know, reopen it for sign up. So things are going really good. RC box club is going to be great. Um, Mark Santa Maria and his wife, Melissa. Great. Our whole family's good. I yeah. think it's a, a perfect partnership and I've already worked with Mark in the past and this is just a, a big step in the right direction. For, I think it's going to be club. amazing. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> the potential is going to go through the roof. Yeah. Um, and Mark, awesome and just like his his grasp of the real rc community which is actually the bashing side mm-hmm. that is what pays the bills uh e-buggy don't pay the bills Mm-mm. bashing pays the bills yeah I, i've always agreed with keenan's uh nitro is the glory but the e-buggy doesn't pay the bills no. i mean if you want to consider racing terminology <laughs> maybe maybe e-truggy <laughs> no it, 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 his, it should say Nitro is the glory, bashers pay the bills. Because one hundred percent, if you're a hobby shop, you're not you're not like me in catering to the racers. I'm an asshole. Like I I done fucked up the whole business plan. Like I should have been catering to bashers since day one. But I'm a racer. I went that route. I'm stuck with it. I love it. I'm not changing my my business model. However, bashers are very important. You oh, know yeah. we you know you know you see it more than I do. I'm over here doing the the back end of stuff. They are the industry. Yeah, hundred percent. RC industry is bashers, 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 big time. hundred uh, percent. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, while we're talking about sponsors, obviously BeachRC.com. That is us. Really didn't want to associate the podcast much with BeachRC because everyone kind of knows it, but why not? Um, Racecraft. They know how to party, and they. Fuck hard. Maybe I'll beep that out after. I don't know yet. Okay. And RC Box Club. RC Box Club. Look, we mentioned it, and there it is. There it is right there. Um, Really happy with that partnership. So 
yeah, things are really looking up. I'm looking forward to what's going on. I've got we've got a podcast coming up next week. Who? Uh, let's go ahead and just let everybody know. Kyle Neary from the Wolf Den. Right, coming cool. in next week. Did, yep. He designed your uh, intro, I believe. He did. He did the uh, intro for us. And Does he do video for a living? Yes. Was it like what kind of living? I don't know, but okay. he is. Uh, that is his living. I wonder what he does. He come from the motocross well, you're world. We're gonna have to find out next week. You're right about that. <laughs> so Just Kyle Neary coming in next week. We've got some other stuff. We are planning on doing. Uh, I've just uh, kind of informed Robert today, and uh, we're gonna start doing a couple live shows, at least one a month. Mm. Make money that way. <clears throat> well. It's more just uh, try to get some people to call in and do a little bit of you uh, do call ins. Oh yeah. Oh, you got that rigged up over there, Robert? I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, you got a week to get it done. Oh wait, no, at least two okay. because next week's Kyle. So. All right. But yeah, man, it's been fun. Yeah. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. I'm, I'm all out of beer. Well, me yeah, too. We could have cheers to empty beers. He won't cheers me an empty beer. Anything else we can talk about before we leave? Let's see. It went way longer than I was thinking. I was thinking one hour, it's been two. That means it was good. I was just I was just getting warmed up. Now let's be really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a good one. All right. Wheel and trigger. I appreciate watch YouTube videos at Beach RC YouTube page. Yep. If you guys don't start subscribing quickly, I quit. No, I'm joking. I love it. That's the man behind the YouTube channel, and also he is for hire if you want to do something for your own shit. Yeah, hey. However, you cannot fucking hire him when I need him, and if you do, he'll be fired, which means he'll lose his job and Just have never. to depend on the fucking you making sure he's paid. All right, so here's a good idea. I was thinking about how I could do more documentaries because if I do them, no, 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 just stop. No, 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 just stop. Why? Because I'm trying to save you from beating your own self up. Well, no, 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 never mind. No documentaries. If you want to send in product for review, yes. If you want me to review your product, I'll make a really cool video about it. There you go. I make really cool videos, sort of. I mean, they're brain approved. They'll so. be better than like not, not having a video. But well, the one thing is, you get honest opinion. Yeah, honest. Review. Don't send me no piece of crap because you will get the honest review. <laughs> and Brent will have to edit it, and then I'll have to go do it all over. Brent again won't edit it. And make it clean. It and just sanitized. might not make it to the fucking. Depends on how big a company you are. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're out. Oh. Pete's. We got these new koozies. They're not online yet, but maybe they will be when Wait, this is released. Listen, I just got to tell you guys something right now. Next Wednesday, I'm going to be shipping product. And guess what happens when Brent ships product? Free shit. I get some free shit. So you might want to hold your orders till next Wednesday because I feel frisky. Oh, and we got Slim Can. We got Slim Cans, too, for you little Slim Can drinkers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm talking to you. White Claw. I'm talking to or you. Bear Claw, where they are. Well, I'm pointing at myself. Oh. <laughs> <Pussy. laughs> All right, we are motherfucking out. That was fun. Peace. Peace.
episode is made possible by the boys over at Racecraft. They don't suck and neither should you. So get your pit game on point with the command module, the wadule, and mini module. Don't forget the flocking amazing pitting accessories or the all-new flock foil that fits nearly every 1A chassis and comes in many amazing colors. Use coupon code Wheel and Trigger at racecraft-usa.com for 10% off your entire order. That is Wheel and Trigger with the ampersand at www.racecraft-usa.com. So get on board at Racecraft. We know how to party and we f*** hard. <laughs>